You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello and welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week, mother fluffers. Neil Pickup here with you. Show number five. The weeks are rattling by. And uh, Baltimore, Maryland will play host to the World Arm Wrestling League 502 event. It's now right around the corner. Thursday, 16th of May. We'll see some of the best guys in the world lock and load over the table. And we are joined by a couple of those guys here tonight. We're going to be talking to the wild horse, Matt Mask, undoubtedly. One of the standout athletes in last year's World Arm Wrestling League season 2018. Mask is here tonight, ahead of his showdown with Toddzilla, Todd Hutchins. Matt Mask has been the underdog, he's been the favourite. He's very much the favourite going into this match. The money seems to suggest that the wild horse is a very bad match for Toddzilla. Does that change the pressure that he feels? We'll find out from Matt where he's at, and if there's any mindset adjust required for the man from Red Deer, Alberta, eh? His opponent in 502 will be Toddzilla, Todd Hutchins. We'll catch up with Todd and see exactly what condition he's in after that battle with No Limits' Devon Larratt, and also how he feels about coming into this match as such a heavy underdog. So many people seem to have dismissed Toddzilla, with many experts suggesting that Todd simply can't contain the long levers and explosivity of Mask. Personally, I think that view's a crock of horse and that Toddzilla is very much a live alive-o in terms of his opportunity to win the match against Mask. Whilst I'm definitely alert to the possibility that Matt could run through Todd so quickly that he never gets the power down, I also think there's a distinct possibility that Todd's unbelievable side pressure gets the brakes on Matt in a strap, wears him down, and Todd walks away with arguably the most impressive win of his career. Hutchins has faced explosive hitters like Marcio Barboza before and has managed to come away with a win. Sure, Matt brings more levers and he possibly brings slightly more explosivity, but by the same token, he potentially has slightly less top-end power than Barboza, which is why, for me, this could be a much more entertaining and exciting main event, far more closely contested than many people seem to think. Who have you got? We will hear from No Limits Devon Larratt, who most recently faced Todd Hutchins in World Arm Wrestling League's 501 event to find out how he feels the American will fare against his Canadian comrade. But before all of that, we focus on the middleweight division and the exciting prospect of a match between former lightweight hammer holder turned middleweight, Paul Talbot, and an ultra-exciting newcomer to the World Arm Wrestling League's middleweight roster, Paul Lynn. And if you're talking about the middleweight division, it's probably fair that you get a snapshot of opinion from the reigning middleweight champion of the world. Rob Vigent Jr. will join us and weigh in with his opinion on the match between Talbot and Lynn. 
So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. So much to get through, so little time. We should get it rolling. And to do so, let's hear from my first guest of the show. Mr. Paul Lynn is here. So, ladies and gentlemen, rising star of the World Arm Wrestling League, and I am joined by Mr. Paul Lynn. Paul, welcome to the show, mate. How are you doing? Doing great, Neil. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to, to get on the show. I've been following every episode since it's come out. Well, it's fun for me too, mate, to get you on this show because, you know, there's a lot of buzz surrounding you in the sport at the moment. You are the man of the moment over in the U.S. now in the middleweight division. Uh, and a lot of people, including myself, think you're really just getting started. You're cutting your teeth and who knows where you're going to end up. This is your debut. You're coming into Baltimore 502 first time in the World Arm Wrestling League. How's the sleep patterns? Ah, let's say, yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're coming close. We're under two weeks. So the weight, the weight cut process is starting and, you know, the anxiety is starting to build up a little bit. But I think it's a little bit more excitement for me. And obviously, this is the largest stage I've competed on thus far. Um, so there'll be some nuances and some, some growing pains with learning a, a, about how everything's going to go. But I mean, all things considered, I'm, I'm really excited to get the process started. Uh, I, lo I love where the league's going. Um, everybody, everybody's welcomed me in uh, thus far as far as the athletes go. It's just been awesome. Well, the funny thing is, mate, you're, I mean, like a lot of guys who come in with the kind of hunger, the kind of passion and enthusiasm that you've got, you seem to be very active. You're everywhere and anywhere right now. <clears throat> but World Arm Wrestling League is that slightly different format, slightly different rule system. Some people love it, some people less. How's that affecting you personally? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel more apprehensive? Is there anything there that concerns you around the WL? Right. So, I mean, obviously starting out only, you know, I'm, I'm just working into my third year and everything. And, and my approach early on was to do as much as I possibly could. So that meant like at least one practice or tournament every weekend. So mm -hmm. I've been active because I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to learn. And I realized that, you know, I, in order for me to get better in this sport, I got to get locked up with as many people as possible and as many veteran pullers as I can find. So a traveling for practice or a tournament was an every weekend thing for me. So, so obviously the format's a little bit different in, in WAL with the super match format. I think it's awesome. I think this is like, this is such a better format and such a, a better platform to, to really provide to the fans. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting, I'm getting kind of warmed up into that. I've had a few super, super matches uh, thus far, but, but I'm still, I'm still getting my sea legs when it comes to that. Um, WAL rules. I mean, that suits me very, very well. I've, I've pulled plenty of WAL tournaments qualifiers. So mm -hmm. I, I think I feel pretty good about that. But as far as the league goes, I think this is, uh, this is a huge opportunity, not just for me, but for the sport of arm wrestling in general. And, and, and a lot of guys that are, that are just getting into the sport. I mean, it, it kind of puts us on such a, such a, a, a larger media, um, um wavelength. And, mm -hmm. and I think what, what's going on right now with, with the World Arm Wrestling League and, and the expansion, I think allows uh, an opportunity for us to get a lot more mainstream. And I know not everybody believes in that. Um, there's a lot of arm wrestlers who, are, who, who have contrasting views, but, but I believe that the World Arm Wrestling League is going to step this sport into the, next, uh, into the next phase. It's certainly the largest opportunity that I've seen coming out of North America, without a doubt. And I think for guys like yourself that are really evolving into the sport and do you feel like 
there's more pressure because you're coming into something where you perceive it as such a big stage, such a big opportunity. I mean, if you break this match down, Paul Tolbert is a guy you've competed against in super match format before. You guys tied it, 3-3. It seemed like that was governed by the strap a little bit, and we'll probably come back onto that a little bit later on. But do you feel like because of the magnitude of this opportunity and the fact that you're facing Paul, uh, who is established in World Arm Wrestling League, a former hammer holder, do you think that gives him advantages, or do you think maybe you get the advantage? How, how does that how does that work in your mind? Well, well, as far as Paul goes, I mean, he's an incredible competitor, and I think um, uh, a lot of people are are picking me as the favorite, maybe a little bit more because uh, I'm, a, I'm more active on social media and, and, and things of that nature. But in all reality, I mean, if I had to handicap this thing and say, you know, from an objective lens, he he. He's the favorite. I mean, I have to give him slight odds. Um, the guy's the guy's an absolute stud and can pull in in a couple angles that I haven't really experienced prior to pulling him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, the first the first time we met up, um, I think you know, yeah, the the buckle definitely played a huge role. Um, and not doing the the, the quote unquote fair strap definitely yep. had uh, it definitely had a, 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 an outcome on that match. Mm-hmm. I think the difference here in this match um, is going to be, and I don't know who it favors, but is going to be we're going to have a catch weight. So last time we both pulled, last time we pulled, we were both, we were both up there, like, like 220. Uh, okay. I was in football season. Yeah, I was in football season, uh, not really double daying, um, and, and kind of just, I mean, obviously I was training, still training hard, still competing and practicing. Yeah. But I, I think this, this has got, has given me an opportunity um, to prepare for two months straight and really try and peak. So mm-hmm. that's something that I'm, I'm learning about, you know, in my growth as a, a as a competitor in this sport is learning how to like actually peak. So I feel like my preparation for this match has been more comprehensive than any other match. So in the past, I was just, like you said, I was doing everything I possibly could. I wasn't really trying to peak for a tournament, peaked a little bit for Arnold's and some of the other things, but I was still doing so much. This match has been, you know, the, the thing that's in the forefront of my, my brain for the past eight weeks. Um, So, so I'm coming in with a much cleaner diet, I've tweaked some things in training, focused on some spots that I neglected, like like really showing up my core strength. Um, so I, I, we'll see how that how that 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 plays out. But I would think, you know, all things considered, Paul's definitely the favorite. He's an he's an absolute stud. He's a great dude. He's a, he's a gentleman on and off the table, um, and, and his experience, his experience, and and the amount of super matches that he's had over the course of a 15 year career, I think would have to favor him on paper. I'm going to leave you with one last thought, and I want you to be as honest as you can. Okay. How does this match finish? Give me a result in your mind. What's the score? Last time, 3-3. What's it going to be in Baltimore? It'll come down to, I think it'll come down to the coin toss, who does and doesn't have the buckle, and then how that first match with the buckle gets navigated. Um, I know Paul. Paul's a beast. Um, I think if I can get out of here, with a, th- a 3-1 win and not have to go through, you know, three or four different setups to try and figure it out. I think 3-1 three run- three would be my idea. Obviously, I'd like to sweep, but uh, I-, I think 3-1 give me a- an opportunity to potentially adjust if there's any setup mistakes. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Lynn. We'll be hearing a lot more from this man. Paul, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me, Neil. appreciate you. So Paul in there, we'll be going for the hammer. Let's check in now with the reigning middleweight champion of the world, Rob Vigent Jr. 
and get his thoughts on the Talbot Lynn match. So I'm joined by Rob Vigent Jr. Rob, I wanted to just ask you about the upcoming match in Baltimore, 502. Paul Lynn, the newcomer to the World Arm Wrestling League. This is a guy who's making his debut, but he's extremely powerful. And there's a lot of positive hype around this guy. And he's facing an old warrior in Paul Talbot. How do you see this uh, this match shaping up? Oh, I'm really interested in this one. Last time Paul pulled Paul Talbot in the, against Bill Sinks, he looked incredibly powerful. And Paul Lynn looks to have all the tools necessary to, uh, he doesn't really have any holes. You just got to probably be a little stronger, a little better. He doesn't have any real places to exploit. So I saw them pull and they pretty much had a draw, but it was dictated by the strap. So seeing them pull in the uh, WAL with a fairer strap and less strap play, I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. My guess is, based on the hand control, I think uh, Paul Talbot might have a touch stronger arm, but that's a guess. But it looks certainly like Paul Lynn has the uh, better hand and wrist in top game. Uh, if I was a betting man, I'd have to bet on Paul Lynn. And uh, I'm going to go down to Baltimore to watch this one because I'm pretty sure at some point in time I'm going to bump into one of these guys. I was just going to say, of these two guys, do you think uh, that a likely scenario would be that winner of this match emerges to come through and face yourself, particularly as you've beaten Storm relatively recently, you've now put the axe to Craig Touye, maybe those two run into each other further down the tracks, and if either Paul Tolbert or Paul Lynn come out of this one with the win, then they may be making noise about coming after the hammer. The other thing that I wanted to mention there, do you think that there's a lot of positive momentum with Paul Lynn? Because this guy's brand new. I mean, he could still be evolving. We maybe I'm sure he's nowhere near his peak yet. Yeah, he's got absolute momentum. He's new, but he's a student. And uh, when you look at how much a guy like him has put in dedication and training, in a couple of years, you can make incredible ground from if you understand the body and you are a relative athlete and the training regime they have. I mean, I, I can only be so lucky to train like some of these guys do with the time they invest. And you can make good ground in a couple of years. So by no means he's new in terms of years, but in hours logged in, he's he's been putting in the time. Uh, what I would think as a matchmaker would be, if I was to put it together, it would be the winner of these two guys. Let's say hypothetically you get uh, Tulier and Storm, and then the winner of that goes against the winner of Paul and Paul Talbot. Then, you know, you got something that's narrowing down and making sense. But just randomly yeah. throwing people my way, uh, you know, so be it. But... I, I would say anyone in the league right now is a threat to take a stab at me the way it seems. Certainly, you're going to be uh, a man who's sought after in matches, mate. Uh, you got the hammer, you got the, cro <laughs> the crosshairs on your forehead. But um be an interesting matchup, and I want to thank you for your time and for your input and opinion on that one, mate. Let's see how it pans out of 502. Cheers, Rob. Cheers. Okay, guys, we're just going to take a short break. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back in just a few. Hey guys, welcome back to the World Arm Wrestling League this week. Let's crack on with the show. No Limits' Devon Larratt was typically outspoken in the immediate aftermath of his match with Todd Hutchins. And one of the key points he made there was that his brother from Canada would beat Todd worse than he had. Opinions vary, however. 
in this instance, mine and Devon's. I needed to check in with No Limits and get some further insight and justification on why he feels so strongly that Matt Mask is bad news for Toddzilla. Okay, we got Devon Larratt joining us. Devon, you're a man who has had experience up close and personal with both these men relatively recently. Matt, you know very well. Uh, you've gone about business with Matt and, and you've got through on every occasion, but he's run you close. Most recently, you took three away from Todd Hutchins. There is no one better in my mind to ask on how you feel that this match is going to play out between the Wild Horse, Matt Mask, and Todd Zilla, Todd Hutchins. Well, in my opinion, uh, for me, if I had to pull one of them, it would be Todd Hutchings. For me, is a much better matchup. Uh, between the two of them, I think it's going to carry on that way even more. I think it's stylistically a very poor matchup for Todd. I think it's a great match for Matt. Uh, and even outside of the styles, I think that Matt is just ridiculously strong in his, uh, in his hand and his rotation and couple all that with his shoulder commitment as well and his speed. I think it looks like, I think it looks like a trip to the hospital for, uh, Todd Hutchings. I think. I think that uh, Matt Mask is going to do a far easier job with him than I will have done. Now, the alternative school of thought and the people who are pro Toddzilla in this matchup make the point that when the match stopped with yourself and Todd is when you managed to go to work and that when you started in your first round, in the first hit, you couldn't crack him over. It was center to Todd's A side throughout and therefore they believe that although Matt Mask is lightning fast, although he's explosive, although he's got those long levers, he is fast like a Ferrari but I said it before, you drive a Ferrari into a brick wall, what happens? And that's really where they're coming from. Do you feel that carries any any weight at all or do you just not buy it? I don't buy it even for a second. The way I pulled Todd round one is I'm, I'm probably bringing just as much post and just as much pronation uh, into the game uh, as, as Matt will, but I have zero commitment through my shoulder, and he's going to be cupping way harder. All I see when I think about this match is Todd's hand getting absolutely dummied and Matt's shoulder being completely intact and that thing going right to the pad one, two and three times in a row and one more question if Matt got comfortable and took a couple of flashes, first pin, second pin and then he decides, you know what I'm going to back off this accelerator just a touch, or if Todd can slip it and gets tied to him, do you think there is any scenario where Todd Hutchins wins this match? I think that if, if Matt doesn't blast him the first time he hits, then he will just continue to hit top roll, regrip, top roll, or not regrip, but just hit, 
hit, hit, outside, outside, outside. And I don't see Todd's shoulder standing up to the barrage. Now, if in some weird way Todd can get any kind of drag on that long arm of Matt's and get him just a little bit open and a little bit extended, it's a maybe. It's a it's a it's a small maybe, but if I could bet somebody, I would bet heavily on Matt Mask. It, it's going to take a miracle. You heard it here first, guys. On Wall this week from Devin Larratt, massive experience of both these arm wrestlers, and he's heavily in the corner of the boy from Canada. Devin, thanks for joining us, and thanks for giving your opinions, mate. So how did Devon's comments and the opinions of people who endorsed them affect Todd Hutchins? I caught up with him to find out. Ladies and gents, joining me is Todd Zilla, Todd Hutchins. Todd, welcome back on the show, mate. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Now, Todd, let's get right into the thick of things. You've just come off the back of a match with No Limits, Devon Larratt. And you are straight back in action against Matt Mask. Now, it's kind of interesting to me, Todd, that some people, many people, are actually giving you less chance against Matt Mask than you had against the man that many people believe was one of the very best pound-for-pound arm wrestlers in the world. How do you see this? I, I see the same things you do. I see people thinking that I should have had an easier time with Devin than I will with Matt. Um... But I'd like my chances against Matt better than Devin. <laughs> you know, there's, Matt seems to be fairly one-dimensional, a lot more one-dimensional than Devin was. And, yeah. you know, if he can get past the, uh, you know, he comes out of the gate like all gangbusters. So if I can survive the hit, I kind of like the way the rest of the match will go. I, I, I tend to agree, actually, Todd. I mean, I love Matt Mask. He's a tremendous arm wrestler. But he does what he does, and he does that very, very well. I think... Um, Devon obviously was one of the guys that maybe set the tone for the opinion or the general perception around this match because after he faced you in the very last match, um, I think he said that he'd found your poison. He found the route through you and what he should have been doing from the start. But the fact of the matter remains that he was unable to take your hand right off out of the gate. And I think you hit the nail on the head. If you can get tied to Matt, if you can get the strap, then surely there's a lot of things here that you have, I would say, that could cause Matt a lot of problems. Your endurance, I think, is superior. Your top-end redline strength, I think, is probably best in class. I think that's superior to Matt. Matt possesses that devastating silver bullet top roll. Is this something that you're prepared for any differently? Do you feel like you're a little bit in a little bit better shape? Because you faced that kind of explosivity before the likes of Marcio Barbosa, where yeah. I know that you'd never faced the Kings move before. I've never faced a Kings move, but nobody explodes like Rustam Babayev. So I think I've I think I faced the most explosive person out there. And just to clarify something, Devin didn't control that last match. That match went exactly there because I allowed it. Uh, the first two matches, I, I set the first two matches as well. We yep. did, you know, so, and I'll probably, I'll pull Matt probably the exact same way I pulled Devin in the first two matches. It'll go that way if I'll just protect my hand, except I expect Matt will hit me to, 
one o'clock, two o'clock before I could stop it. Whereas, you know, with Devin, we kind of stopped pretty much near the center. So, mm -hmm. Well, let, let's just talk about that for a moment, because obviously Matt is similar specification in terms of the mechanics. He's a very long arm, long forearm. He's got much more explosivity and a much better attack than Devin. But the holes I potentially see there, that top end strength, if you could, I mean, a lot of people are saying and uh, that if you can get to the strap, then your chances increase massively. Are you going to be looking for the strap? Is the strap something that you, you is in your game plan? Oh, the strap's in my game plan as soon as I left the middleweight class. Mm -hmm. Oh, and if I'm in the middleweight class and it's RVJ, the strap is in my game plan. Fuck, I'm walking up to the table with the strap partially attached <laughs> to my arm already. <laughs> yeah, you're greasing up your fingers I, before you... Yeah, I got them in, I've got them in my back pocket. I'm, I'm going up strap ready. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you would have to think that all the uh, the guys in Matt's corner are going to be saying to him, look, whatever you do, don't get tied to Todd because it's much more difficult to sort of explore out of your hand if you're anchored to him wrist on wrist. Right, but I don't think... I, I don't think he gets to control whether we go in the straps or not. I think I control that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the uh, points that Devin Larratt made is that in order to do well with Matt Mask, you've got to be the kind of arm wrestler like the the dead wrist tricep press, Jerry Cataret. Obviously, that's had a lot of success, but he seemed to think that you don't possess the versatility or tools to be able to apply them correctly against the style that Matt's putting on you. Is that? Do you see any truth in that at all? There might be. I don't have a press, but. I've been working on one since the Devon match, but other than that, yeah, it all, I felt, I mean, in all honesty, when I went to the Devon match, I wanted to pull on the left side rear of the table, and I got the match there both times. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I suppose with, with Matt, I, I plan to fight. I don't want to contest it, you know, forever with me in a losing position, but as long as I keep it neutral or to the left, I feel good. And he likes to bounce a lot. Matt yeah. does, you know, he likes yes, to he hit multiple two or three times. And that's usually when somebody's getting tired, they hit that second or third time. You know, I mean, yeah. if even with Mark, you know, Marcio's got a wicked hit. But when you see Marcio start to drain down a little bit, that's when he hits again. You know, so. I think I think the, the, the key for me is that you need to get the brakes on. And if you can get the brakes on, I think you've got a better chance than you had with Devon. Um, I mean, if you look at Ron Bath, Ron's had a lot of success with Matt. Now, many people would argue not the same Matt that we're going to see in this match, but um, a couple of times Ron has done well. Um, Marcio managed to take one pin in his match uh, with Matt. Um, so I see this as being a much closer match than many people uh, expect. I, re I really do. Yeah. And Matt's used to hitting that top roll with his with his forearm fairly vertical and his hand high, but his arm isn't going to be that vertical against my short little alligator arm. So mm -hmm. he's going to have to learn to hit that top roll from a far lower position with his elbow farther back. Yeah. I mean, the the key to this, I think, is going to be decided in that I think people are going to know very, very quickly which way the starts are going to go. But I think if, if you can get anything like the initiation in the match that you got against Devon, uh, things look really, really good for you. Do you. I mean, a lot of people are saying that that is the, the key, that he's going to be so quick out of the gates that this match will be over, bang, 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 every match straight to the straight to the pad. Do you 
foresee any kind of situation where that actually happens to Matt because he just can't hang on to your side pressure. Oh, I don't think I can hit him straight to the pad, but it's it's a fairly rare match that goes straight to the pad in the straps. Mm-hmm. Usually those matches that go straight to the pad, it's usually when they're not in the straps because somebody can launch a little earlier than the other guy can. But once you're tied together, the other, you know, and the other guy goes to hit, you're 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 tied wrist to wrist. So even if you're giving up hand, the arms engage quicker. So it's harder to rip somebody to the pad in the strap unless you're just that much stronger than they are. And the one thing I learned pulling Devin is these guys are not that much stronger than me. I mean, uh, to be honest, the middleweight class should be pretty excited because what they're because the whole middleweight class pulled me. They're probably going, "Oh shit, we're not that far away from those guys." Because I pulled Todd and I see Todd pull these guys. So the yeah. strength really isn't that far apart as what you would think it would be, just because of the weight class. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you guys at home think this is going to be an exciting match. I know I do. And it sounds very much like Toddzilla, Todd Hutchins does as well. Todd, I just want to say thank you for giving up your Sunday and for coming on the uh, the show to talk to us all. And the very best of luck in next week's match. Thank you, Neil. I've always got time for you. Call anytime. Cheers, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. One person who does believe the Matt Mask hype train is the man himself. And it's my pleasure to, for the first time, welcome the wild horse, Matt Mask, onto World Arm Wrestling League this week. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have got the wild horse, Matt Mask, on the line. Matt, welcome to the show, mate. How's it going, Neil? Going pretty good, pretty good. I I, I couldn't wait to get you on here, mate, and just find out what you thought of uh, 501. Your your countrymen, Devon and Todd, going at it pretty hard there, mate. Was that what you expected, or was there a little Uh, bit of spice package there for you? I've, yeah, it was, it was pretty much how that first match was going to go is what I had thought. I had talked to Devin previous to it and Devin was telling me that he was going to attack his hand. He was going to be top rolling, busting that yep. hand back. And, and Devin, Devin has a tendency of top rolling, open himself too much. Mm-hmm. And I had a feeling it was going to get into that King's move position. I thought Todd would have had enough to finish with the side pressure through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it almost looked like a pin. I don't know. It was pretty controversial there for that first match. Very close, but, wasn't uh, it? Very close. I it mean, was. I was. I was yelling. That's a pin. There's no way that's not a pin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I actually didn't think but, it was. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I mean, I was. It was, uh, it was so yeah, close. Like, it, it was. I. I thought the refs got it right. The only if way I'm honest. you can really tell is if you're actually right there at the pin line actually seeing so correct but it so was one I don't... of the things i was basing my opinion on was that mate i think the the angle that i saw it on and i wasn't there i've seen it on just the the camera angle and it may have been a very different experience if you were there on high with a table and so on the camera angle i saw it on was looking down and coming on top of it and i've been i've experienced that a great deal of times when it looks like it's a pin and it's actually not when you get parallel so yeah, it's a difficult one, but it's not a pin yeah, to the was, ref. Yeah. Right? I don't think it could have got any closer. Like, sure. That was that was as close as it definitely gets for sure. And, and in terms of sort of um, Devon's post-match comments, I mean, you, you, you'll have been listening hard there, mate, and he said, I've got some bad news. My little brother's going to do the same thing, but worse. Referring uh, to he's, he's definitely not wrong on that one. So I, I like I've got nothing but respect for Todd. Todd is 
an absolute beast in mm-hmm. in any way category that decides to pull in. Um, I I personally think I have a little too much hand for him. Mm-hmm. I know I've got more hand than what Devin has, and looked like Devin was taking his hand fairly easy. Devin isn't very quick. Devin was partially getting him on the go, yep. so it helped build my confidence just a little bit. Just where where I've where I face up against Devin, how I feel against Devin. Um, but it's it's a completely different situation. Like you may think someone's giving side pressure this way, but until I actually grip up with them, I I really don't know what's going to be happening. So like I got my game plan on what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hoping it works out good for my favor. I I get off nice, quick, easy, injury free is is my goal this year. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had the yeah. the run from hell last year with the injuries. I mean. That, that, that was just horrific. The sort of match with Todd, do you think then it's just a case of stylistically you match I, up badly with this guy? In, in, from Todd's perspective, it's just a, a bad match stylistically. for Yeah, for, for the power, I don't think, like, I don't think uh, I'm any more powerful than Todd. Todd is, Todd is a one powerful individual. I think he showcased that uh, last week. But... Uh, I think, yeah, as for style, just the angle he's going at, the angle I tend to go at, yeah. it, in theory, if you understand arm wrestling, it should be a bad match for Todd. Mm. But I'm, I'm not going in there thinking, oh, I'm going to, this is going to be a cakewalk. If you take Todd lightly, even for an eighth of a second, she's game over, right? So, From your perspective, would you be looking to make sure before the starts that there is no load whatsoever? Are you going to just try and use that fast twitch fibers? See, I, can, I can still, I can still hit from a load position. Okay. So the load, I, I don't know. It's it's all going to depend on how it feels. Like I've, like I said, besides standing in the casino after regionals or championship, gripping up with Todd, saying, "Oh yeah, someday," you know, like I, I. I've really never felt them on the table. It's, you ever sort of uh, rolled around in those times, even after you know, after pulling, just rolling? Not or... really. No. 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 We never really did. There was never, never really pulled too, too much. He just kind of grabbed onto my hand, and mm. I kind of grabbed onto his, and you know, you, you can you can tell a lot from that, but it's yep. not. It's it's different when when you got a ref there and the weapons even, the thumbs are down, you close your hands, you don't have that chance to get a regrip. It's yeah. you know she's she's a completely different situation when it comes to that. Do you even envisage or picture any kind of scenario where this match stops and you're going to get into some kind of grinder with this guy, or do you not let that that kind of thought even get in there? Uh, I I I always think about it just in case we do. What angle am I going to attack? If it does end up stalling and he does start to turn me inside, where am I going to go from there? But I I can't see. Endurance can be playing a huge issue on this one, mm-hmm. so I don't. I like I have a like my goal is that at the end of this match, Todd is wondering where he went wrong because it doesn't even feel like he even went to start for this match. Like he didn't even didn't even get a chance to get into the into the match. I want to finish it so, so quick. Ladies and gentlemen, that unfortunately is about all we have time for this week. I want to thank my final guest, Matt Mask, for taking the time. I want to thank all of you guys at home for once again tuning in. 
and we will see you again next time on the World Arm Wrestling League this week. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.